Welcome back to our Bhagavad Gita study. We are on day 11. I'm here with Chaitanya Charan Prabhu, our teacher and great friend, and Balaram, my fellow student and friend. Uh, excited to be here with you both today. I think we're going to finish this chapter today, finish chapter one. We are on chapter one, text 44. And did we just finish all of the reasons that, oh no, we still have another reason, don't we, that Arjuna doesn't want to fight. That's where we are. It's not so much of a reason as it's just a, is a, his uh, explanation of what he's, what he, how he's assessing the situation. Mm. Oh, okay. So let's begin. So here we are towards the end of the first chapter very clearly. So we have the verse over here. Aho batamahat papam kartum vyavasitavayam yadrajisukalobhena hantum sujadam udyataha. Go ahead, Balaram. Alas, how strange it is that we are preparing to commit greatly sinful acts, driven by the desire to enjoy royal happiness. We are intent on killing our own kinsmen. Okay. So, my net is a bit spotty today. Let's hope it works. Mm. So, we are discussing here Arjuna is giving more or less his concluding reasoning. And he's saying that Ahobat is such a great sin. So he's saying that I am here and this battlefield. Now Arjuna, as we know, is in the middle of the battlefield, in the middle of the two armies. And he's thinking that we are fighting this war and we are ready to kill. This is a great, great atrocious wrong that we are doing. So, how can I be doing this? And he's, he's you know, in one sense, this is his humility. There's a, there's a striking difference between humility and ego. Many differences. But, generally, if you see, one, one difference is, whenever we are doing any action, that action has some motivation. And we try to assign or we try to understand our motivation. So when ego is there, we try to assign the highest motivation to our action. I am doing this for your good. Say if I get angry at you and I yell at you, I say that, that I, I did this because you are about to make a terrible mistake. Mm. And I did it only for your good. Why, why can't you understand it? But when there is humility, there is like the lowest motivation one describes. Actually, I lost my temper. You know, I tend to just lose it sometimes. I'm sorry about that. So sometimes when an action is done, quite often the motivation is somewhere in between these two. Mm? It's the real motivation is in between. But what motivation a person assigns to one's actions is, is significant. So what happens is that here he's assigning the motivation Raj Sukhalobin. This is simply out of greed for kingdom. 
Now we have not gone too much into the history, and it's worth going to the history over here. What is Arjuna speaking? If you look at the history, these two brothers, you know, it's. I'm going to talk about this now, because in the second chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna starts going more into philosophical reasoning. But if you look at the history, these two dynasties, the Pandavas are Kauravas. They are more or less contemporaries, and if we look at the overall history, the Kauravas have committed several atrocities. In many ways, they have attacked and tormented the Pandavas. Now they tried to poison one of them, poison Bhima. Then they tried to burn all of them alive, including their mother alive. That was ghastly what they tried to do. Then they tried to. They actually didn't try to just. They just defrauded them of the entire kingdom and stole their kingdom. Then, then after that, they even tried to dishonor and disrobe their wife. And after, on top of that, now if you consider, there was this one kingdom that was Hastinapur. And when the Pandavas had been sidelined, they created. They were given a barren patch of land, which they made into another kingdom called the Indraprastha, another kingdom. We don't want to get into the names, but basically, this was a kingdom that under the Pandavas expanded much more, because they were such virtuous rulers that it was a small place, but it became huge and prosperous. But then. And the Kauravas did their whole scheming. They so basically the Kauravas were ruling here. The Pandavas were here. But what the Kauravas did was that through a scheme they just took this entire kingdom for themselves. They took it entirely as their own kingdom. And the Pandavas were. Exiled to the forest, they are basically living in a small kind of hermitage. That's how they had lived for a long time. For thirteen years, they lived like that. And now, all the Pandavas were demanding was the kingdom that they had developed, that they had got from their, they had manifested in the wilderness. So the Pandavas. Where you could see the opposite of being greedy. Mm. If they had been greedy, they would have asked for the entire kingdom. But the Pandavas were even just our half of the kingdom they wanted. And when they that was not happening, they were ready to sell even for settle even for five villages. We are five brothers. This gives us five villages, and we'll be happy with that. So, yeah. So, so basically, so they were not. You, it's very wrong to consider that they were greedy. But eventually, what happened is, he's thinking like this because he's so he's so concerned about the warfare. He wants to stop the warfare. He thinks that you know, I am not really nobly motivated. I am, I am ignobly motivated. I am motivated by greed. 
So that's in one sense a sign of his humility that he's more ascribing this motive to himself. So you're saying that the Pandavas were banished from the kingdom on really yeah. completely unfair terms. They were banished, but they did it humbly. They left, and then and then um, the Korvas went after their family, like tried to kill them, burn down their house, all of these things. The Pandavas still took it like yeah, that had happened before. Were, what it happened before. The killing them had happened before. Oh, before they left. So, 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 the burning, they left. Uh, this was sequential. Poisoning, burning, all that was before. Okay, all those things happened sequentially. And then they left. And then when they came back 13 years later and asked for their half of the kingdom that they rightfully deserved, or if not just five villages, one for each each son, them asking for that is like more than fair, more than humble. But Arjuna is presenting it as such that he's even using the word greedy and that shows even his his excess humility yeah that's a good point that's also the point i was actually going to make that it's humility means to ascribe the lowest motive but sometimes humility can be at the cost of honesty hmm? where what is happening is because he just feels this war is so terrible and I want to avoid it. So what is happening is he is taking a humble position, but he's also in either consciously or unconsciously distorting the distorting the reality. It's not they who are greedy. In fact, earlier he has said, you see in 38, 39 verses, they are motivated by greed, but we shouldn't be motivated like that. But but now he's saying that okay, we are fighting. If we know all this is happening, all this is likely to happen, then if in spite of that we fight, then what reason could be there other than greed? So is so is our claim to the kingdom so important that we are ready to devastate the entire society for generations to come? So oh he'll say, Oh, but it's very sad that we are even contemplating this. Now, there is something vital missing in his argument that he is thinking that Arjuna's thought is fighting, what will it lead to? Its consequences. But one thing he is not thinking is not fighting will also have consequences. Mm. Hmm. So is it that all the people who are over there, they are they are going to live peacefully? The Kauravas have a track record of being vicious. So is it that suddenly they are going to become peaceful and let everybody let all the social order and everything go on? Well, unlikely. While the, in the period in which the Kauravas were ruling, they didn't do too much disruption. Why? They don't do too much exploitation or devastation or selfish uh, selfish excesses because they wanted to win over the population. They knew that the pandas are going to come back. They're more popular. They'll have a claim. They wanted to support, so they acted good. But it's not that they had any change of heart. And that was seen by how they utterly rejected this proposal derisively, even for five villages. So if the pandas completely were off the picture, 
then the kauravas would have no challenge and maybe the dark side would cover out much more than and the result would be that they would devastate society so he is generally the way our mind start thinking when start thinking is when it goes in one direction it just goes a lot in that direction hmm. and yes fighting is terrible no doubt but uh, sometimes the we just don't have any good choices they are fighting or not fighting so and arjuna himself will acknowledge that later fighting is terrible but not fighting is also terrible so that part right now is not thinking and he will think about it in due course but i just wanted to bring it uh, up right now any comments yeah cuz he's he's so much so on the not fighting train that he's he's just in the mode of defending not fighting so he's not recognizing that that not fighting would actually bring its own detrimental consequences but you're saying he'll get into mm-hmm. it later he notices that yes balram anything you want to say you answered my question about humility is it honesty so just to clarify is this an example of uh does he genuinely find greed in his heart or is it he's uh trying to give credit in case there's greed well i would say that it's two things over here as i said earlier 38 39 he said that he said that they they are having greed but we are not mm-hmm. so they may fight but we should not mm-hmm. so but then he is saying that but if we are going to fight what reason could be there it must be greed now is it really greed it could be a higher reason but at this point he is saying no it's it's greed so is he being humble i would say it's more that the very fact that he can think of some this lowest motive for his action that itself is a pointer to his humility but in this particular context that is not the reason why they are fighting so i was making a more general psychological point that even for a person to think yeah you know when i got angry it is not about you it's about i only go off the handle at times a normal person would say you know you did this and you did this and you did this you deserve what i got what i gave you you deserve more in fact you asked for it Rajuna is not doing that in that direction. So that shows his thoughtfulness. In fact, uh, many of the commentators on the Gita they say that the first chapter shows Arjuna's qualifications for receiving spiritual wisdom. That how Arjuna is such a reflective person. Now, Arjuna is definitely reflective. Now that does not necessarily mean that all reflections are necessarily correct. but the point is he is being reflective mm-hmm. so some people can be thoughtful but that doesn't mean that just because they are thoughtful they are right but if they are thoughtful then what will happen is when there will be a discussion they won't just be irrationally sticking to their opinions because they are thoughtful by further thoughtful deliberation they will be ready to revise their opinions so at, so his thoughtfulness is being shown but as radha said earlier that he's on the no fighting train so he's just seeing that right now but when krishna will present alternative things he will also observe those thank you okay. i love that point that 
this is his qualification for receiving spiritual knowledge. And it, and it's just that he's compassionate, right? He's compassionate. He's of high character, high integrity. He genuinely cares for others. He's humble. These are all of the qualities that make us qualified to receive spiritual wisdom and be able to use it in a, a, in our lives in a way that's that's productive, right? Things we should all aspire to be like. Yes, definitely. In fact, we'll see later that now his moral reasons are coming to an end. Some people say that Arjuna just shot the war and he just got an attack of nerves. I can't fight. But it was not at all like that. Because not once in the series, the Arjuna's reasons that are there, what's not there, what's absent, is fear of his own death. Hmm. Not selfless. once does he mention that. So his concerns are about something bigger than himself. Like say there's a big tech company and there's a big recession and that company is going to go under. Now the CEO could be worried. Hey, I bought this mansion in, in California. How am I going to pay with mortgage? Or the CEO could be thinking, I've got 500 employees in my family. In my in my company, how are they going to have their livelihood? How, how are they going to take care of their, fa- their families? So both could put them in anxiety, but both are indicating a very different mentality. So Arjuna's anxiety is there, fear is there, indecision is there, but it is from a very broad perspective. He's thinking about considerations far bigger than his own safety. And that's why the next text will come up, which will say that what he is ready to sacrifice. Better for me if the sons of Dutarashtra, weapons in hands, were to kill me unarmed and unresisting on the battlefield. <laughs> So now he's you just froze. Oh, I think we I think he's a little bit frozen right now. I won't cause such great distress. Oh, probably you froze, so you have to start over. Sorry. <laughs> just explaining this first. So Arjuna is saying over here that if he's now the they could say the war is two ways. It's not just they are attacking, he's attacking them, they are also attacking him. The Pandavas and Kauravas. So now if the Pandava if the Pandavas decide that they are not going to attack, hmm? there's no attack from their side, but that does not mean that the Kauravas are not going to attack, they're going to attack. So he puts aside his arms, he refuses to fight, and they will kill him. He is saying here that dying is preferable to causing such destruction. Mm-hmm. But then again, what he's not thinking is maybe after his dying, the destruction is going to happen. Isn't it? Are they going to be satisfied? Okay, now we got your kingdom, now we'll let everyone live happily. It's very unlikely. 
But again, his greediness is we can make shame a term of it. It's much better that we let everyone they let, let them kill me, but rather than cause a destruction. You know, they that say that again his yeah his humility. Is that what you were going to say? No, go ahead, please. I was just going to say they say humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. And as we go on and learning about Arjuna, it's just time after time he demonstrates this. That's a good point. And I'm not sure whether that's the most relevant point here. But I think humility is definitely, he's saying that, not thinking less about, you could put this in there, thinking low about yourself and thinking less about yourself. Just makes it a little clearer. Thinking low means I'm a terrible person. And thinking less is, okay, I'm not such an important person that everything has to be about me. And that's essentially what you're saying. Yeah. You put it slightly differently. Mm-hmm. Thinking less of, so, yeah. less in terms of, less in terms of time, attention, thought. Let me think about bigger things beyond myself. Sarjuna is all about over here. So, yes, he's thinking bigger things about himself, beyond himself. So, Balram, anything to say? Can you go to the last verse? I was just going to say, I really like the, the reasons that are absent. Maybe I'd like to hear more reasons that are maybe not there. That's very insightful. Yeah, it's... Uh, he is also, if you look at it, he's not thinking so much about... When people say that you got an attack of nerves, there are different kinds of attack. There's the attack of nerves, and there's the attack of conscience. The attack of nerves means that a person just feels fearful. It's a big occasion, and what can I do in this big occasion? Conscience means a person becomes, you could say, hesitant. Why? Because they're concerned about, is this the right thing to do? So if Arjuna has any attack, it's not an attack of nerves. It's an attack of conscience. And normally when we use the word attack of conscience, it's when a person is about to do something wrong. If we are about to rob a bank, somebody is about to rob somebody's house. Hey, maybe I should not be doing this. So now in that case, it's clear that that person is doing something wrong. And that time attack of conscience is, is a good thing. Now, whether Arjuna is attack of conscience, because is it really... Sh- clear that he's doing the wrong thing that is it's definitely not an attack of nerves the attack of you could say if at all you want to use the word like that it's more an attack of the it's an awakening of the moral sense or activation of the moral sense it's always there but it becomes even more active right now this is a real right thing to do so that's what is happening to Arjuna let's go to the last verse now so Sanjaya said, Balram? Sanjaya said, Arjuna, having thus spoken on the battlefield, cast aside his bow and arrows and sat down on the chariot, his mind overwhelmed with grief. 
yeah so here this more of the conclusion of the first chapter and there's a literal action which is quite dramatic arjuna is just sitting down he's saying normally warrior you oh. just went out again nope he just left us hopefully he'll pop back on his services spotty it seems like this is this is a thing that can happened. you hear me we can hear you now okay good right so arjuna is in quite a dramatic way he's put aside his bow he sat down both of them are indicating his decision not to fight warriors are in the battlefield you know that's not a place for, place for sitting down relaxing that's not a place for putting down one's weapons so he's is doing that and at the same time the series is to is shok sambhavna is filled with grief is filled with lamentation and it's like the bhagavad gita is present talking about a situation where a good person with no good choices no good options in one sense he a part of it is thinking that if i don't fight they're going to kill me they're going to kill me then that's terrible and they're going to kill kill me they kill my family also they kill everybody over here so i can't wait i don't system we'll talk about this further but that's the situation a good person with no good option at least he's thinking fighting is not a good option and arjuna's bow it represents you know our will to fight our life's battles our determination our enthusiasm life is also like a battlefield and we all have to fight at times but sometimes it's just too demoralizing so arjuna is putting down his bow you could say today's world sometimes i just quit so arjuna is like that is put aside putting aside his bow and symbolically speaking at the end of the gita arjuna will pick up his bow in readiness to fight so similarly the gita for all of us we may be demoralized by various things in our life but by understanding the gita we all can regain our morale and we all can function enthusiastically with a more holistic understanding of reality and our place and purpose in it which is what the gita will subsequently tell very nice any concluding reflections there are few no oh, i think you can i think uh bring us home so you see the summary wonderful baltram you have anything to say yeah i just had one uh comment one one part of shil prabhupad's introduction always comes back to me is it struck me the very first time i read it he says that uh you know we should never compare ourselves to arjuna because he's so qualified and he's so much more qualified than perhaps we can imagine and uh, even though you know i'm reading this as myself as i have to uh there's so much nuance and so i'm very uh grateful that you're revealing these 
these nuances. Thank you. Happy to your service. I also mean every time I study the Gita, I find so much, so much wisdom insight over there, and I'm delighted to discover it and then share it. So today we discussed about how Arjuna, first of all, is ascribing the lowest motive to himself. He is saying that we are fighting out of greed. Well, that may not necessarily be true, but that also shows his character. In that connection, we discuss Arjuna's character, his readiness to his reflectiveness. Even his reflections are not right, but his reflectiveness shows him his, his, his uh, readiness or his, his uh, receptivity, his qualification for receiving the Gita's wisdom. And finally, we talk about Arjuna's uh, dejection, Arjuna's giving up his bow that his bow can represent our determination in life. And the Gita stands ready to help us regain our determination, just as it helped Arjuna regain his. Thank you very much. Thank you.